You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. As entrepreneurs, you know speaking can help generate leads and help you make more money online. Well, my friend Trisha Brooke is the transformational speaker mentor for you. If you want to shift from being a good speaker to a great speaker, there is someone I know who can guarantee your success. I've known Trisha for years and she's one of the best in the business. She's literally supported thousands of thought leaders in becoming top speakers and influential voices. Speaking is how you become the authority in your field. When you have the tools and techniques to speak effectively as a leader, your credibility skyrockets. Trisha is teaching a two-day live virtual masterclass on February the 7th and 8th for just $47. This masterclass only happens twice a year, so you need to register now so you can add speaking to your business model for 2024. Speaking is a lucrative revenue stream for many entrepreneurs, and virtual speaking is a thing too. And that's why Trisha's two-day live virtual masterclass is so important. When you have the skills to effectively communicate, your speaking career will add to the revenue streams you already have in place to make more money online. And like me, she's high integrity, no scarcity marketing, and consensual selling. Head on over to theartofthebigtalk.com forward slash MMO and start stepping onto big stages. You'll find the link in the show notes. Good morning and happy new year. Today it's a solo podcast, starting the year off with a solo podcast, talking about getting your strategy sorted for 2024. Obviously, this is what I'm known for. Hundreds and hundreds of people already have their strategy sorted for 2024 because they've worked with me on this. And so I wanted to make sure that you start thinking about your marketing strategy. Now, this isn't going to be about your entire business strategy. That's too big. (laughs) That's too big to do, even in a day. But we're going to talk about your marketing strategy because that is the piece that most people concentrate on if they don't have an overall strategy. And it's the right thing to concentrate on because it's the thing that brings in the money. And if you have a business, you need to be making money. So what I'm going to go through now with you, if you want to get a sheet of paper and a pen, we will go through what I would normally do with somebody on a one-to-one basis to sort out their strategy, at least get thinking about their marketing strategy. So if we're sitting down, if I was sitting down with somebody right now, the first thing that I would say is let's evaluate last year. And I get that this is the boring bit, but it has to happen because we only learn from the things we fail at. And I know people hate the word failure and it's like one of those things that you really don't want to think about. But the problem is, or the good thing is, I suppose, failure is why we succeed. Failure is actually the path to succeed. And any CEO knows that failure is the way forward. Because when we fail, we learn something about what we did. And so we can change it for the next time. So the first thing I normally do with somebody is we sit down and we think about, you know, the rights and wrongs. What happened in 2023 that that worked for your marketing? Like, what didn't work for your marketing? Why didn't it work? What would you do differently? Those kind of things. And also what it's a good thing to think about what went right, because we often forget that as well. So let's say we do a launch and, you know, something doesn't go right or something goes brilliantly. Then when we do that launch again, we need to remember that. For instance, we did a launch this year and we did a lunch and learn in it. And it was really good. It was like a panel. We didn't know if it was going to be a success. 
but it was. People absolutely loved it. And so I want to remember that so that this year I do the exact same thing again because we made lots of sales after that like lunch and learn. So it's just writing down the things for each different thing that you sell for your marketing as a whole of what went right and what went wrong. So that's the first thing I'd do. The next thing I would do is look at the financials. So not only looking at where you are this year, where you wanted to be, where you got to and evaluating that, but also looking at where you want to be next year. So how much revenue do you want to make? And once you've looked at the revenue and you've gone, okay, and, and I want you to think of a stretch goal here, like when you're looking at revenue, how much do I want to make? If it's a first product, or first service that you're selling, it can feel like a bit of guesswork, but I want you to work backwards on how to get to that figure. So you know exactly what you need to make. If you've sold something before, or you know if you've had this business before, then you should be thinking of a percentage growth figure. And that should be a stretch goal. Even if you don't hit it, I'd rather you tried to hit it. Because if we write a figure that's, let's say we write 100K and we get to 80K, that's still pretty good. But if we wrote 80K, we'd probably get to 60K because we're always trying to stretch ourselves. So put the figure that you actually want to make down. And then the next thing we do usually is go into a bit of money mindset work because what happens is when people start writing the figures they want to earn, they do one of two things. They either A, write a figure they know they can earn because then it feels safe. So that in that way, they never grow. They're always just going to make the same amount all the time. The business is never going to scale. Or even worse, they write down a figure that they don't even believe they can get. So they write down a figure and they, they're doing it like humoring themselves and they don't believe they can actually get there. And then we need to go into, you know, why they're thinking like this, why their mindset is making them believe, their consciousness is making them believe they can't get there. Now, a lot of people, when they have these kind of issues, they do all the things they're taught to do in all the different money mindset courses, you know, write down affirmations, say that money is on its way to you. If you're anything like me, none of that's going to work for you. Like, I'm too self-aware to do that. And if I write affirmations down, it just feels like I'm conning myself. It doesn't feel like anything's going to actually happen. And so what I have to do instead is go and find the evidence that I can make that level of money. So for me, that might be when I first started, my mindset would say, well, somebody from where I comes from, you know, they, I'm not gonna make a hundred grand. And I would believe that in the back of my head. And so I had to go and find someone from where I came from that does make a hundred grand. So it's always just seeing, you know, some people say to me, yeah, but I can't make money from what I do because I help people, I'm a therapist. And so then I go and give them the names of lots of therapists that have worked with me that um seven figures or multi six figures and that shows them that it can be done and so go and find the evidence if you need to but you need to write down a figure that you truly believe you can get to because as henry ford said if you think you can you will if you think you can't that's just as true because you won't be able to do it if you don't believe you can because you won't put the effort in to try and get there now the next thing we would normally do is I would get my whiteboard out and I would tell the person that I'm working with to write down everything that they sell at the moment, all of the different revenue streams, everything that they sell. And I would write them all down. Often there's too many, <laughs> I've found. You know, you, 
people want to make more money and so they think the easiest way to make more money is just to add more things in and create more things and actually that's not true it's to get more people to buy the same things that you already have but you know often over if somebody's been working for two or three years they just have so much stuff too much to possibly launch and sell so again to write down everything that they do and then I will say to them now cross out the things that you don't want to do because deep down there's stuff in business that we sell that we don't really want to sell we might be doing it because it's the thing that makes the money we might be doing it because we've done it for so long that we don't think we can stop we might be doing it because we're worried that if we don't do that thing we won't be able to replace that income stream with something else which is never true there's always another way to replace the income stream so again to cross out what they don't want to do and sometimes that means we're staring again at a blank board because they don't like anything they're doing. And you know what? That's okay too, because we can always start again. Once you've built some things and made money from some things, you're always going to be able to do it again. So after we've done that, what we do is we fit it into a spreadsheet of what we're going to sell this year. So we'll be writing down like the service, how much it's going to cost, how many people we want in it, how long it's going to take us to market it, how long it's going to take us to deliver it. We write everything down. We do this for a few different reasons. The first one is when we've added up how much money we're going to make from each of these different services, we want to see if it equals the amount you said you wanted to make in revenue. Now, it may be that it doesn't and there's a deficit and then we have to work on that deficit. It may be that it makes more than you need to do. And so then you might make the decision, well, actually, I would like a bit of freedom this year. So I'm going to take something out. So you can play with it once it's all written down. It also helps you during the year, because if during the year you've put down that you want to like we did this this year, we put down for one of our products that we wanted to make 500,000 and it made 270,000 on our launch, which means we had a deficit. So we put it onto something else. So then Basically, that was for the one. We didn't have the audience yet for people that wanted to be authors. Um, so we made a bit of a deficit. But then what we did is we had a launch of something called Kickstart that made a lot more money than we expected it to. So we were able to go, okay, well, that money can go there. So we're still where we want to be. And if you can see that something's not making the money you want it to, you can add in something or add it to add that amount to something else. You know, you can play with the things, but you have to have them written down in the first place to know how many people you need in them. The other reason that we do this is time. A lot of the time, people say things like, I want to do 20 one-to-ones. It's like, okay, a month? Yeah, I want to do 20 one-to-ones a month, and that's going to make me this much money. But then when they write the time that's going to take, they realize that either A, they don't have enough time in their life to even do that many one-to-ones or B they're going to resent their life and they're going to hate it because all they're going to be doing is one-to-ones and they're not going to have any freedom at all. So we need to write these things down so that we can have a really clear picture of what things are going to look like and what you might want to sell different things in the future. Um, And that all needs to go in there as well. We need to look at the whole ecosystem of your product suite together, because what we don't want is to have, You know, let's say you had a one-to-one that people could buy for 2,000, but then you had a group program that was 3,000. 
that's not going to work. Everyone's going to choose one-to-one and so you're going to be too busy. So it's about making sure the pricing works for the ecosystem. It's about making sure there's an ascension model there. So people don't just buy one thing from you. You know, we, we know already that it's much, much easier to sell to people that have already bought from us before than to keep getting new clients in. So if you have an ascension model, um, it means you can step up. It, you know, you, you sell one thing, they step up to the next thing, they step into the next thing. And people can stay in your ecosystem, which is a really good way to scale. So once we've done that piece, what we'd normally do is plan out the year. So we would look at things like if we have course launches or program launches or mastermind launches or even one-to-one, where we're going to launch that in the year, where is going to be the best place to do that? So we just get a calendar and we write it in. We also look at when we're not going to work. You know, I don't work in August. I don't work for a lot of December and the beginning of January. Those things need to be written in. Now, there's different models you can have here. When people say to me that they want a life of freedom, this is where it stems from. Like you have to do it now, not while you're in it. So I have some clients that decide they want to work for three weeks of every month and have a week off at the end of every month. So we make sure that that's put into the plan or they might want to work really hard for six months and then travel for six months. So we put that into the plan. Some people want to work all year and they're really happy to just do shorter days. That's okay too. Some people don't want to work Fridays like we don't. So it's completely up to you, but you need to add in any of the times you're not going to be working. And then around that, put in your launches and put in your evergreen sales. So lots of people put their launches in and then they get themselves really busy with the launches, but they forget about their evergreen because they're assuming they'll just sell all the time. Even if you have ads, Evergreen doesn't just sell all the time, not unless you are pushing it. So even people that have Evergreen courses, you will see that people can come in all the time. We do this with Kickstart. So people could come into Kickstart all the time whenever they want to, and we'll get a drip of people that come in doing that because it's on ads and things like that. But we will also do two pushes a year. So it's kind of like a launch. You're pushing the evergreen sales. So you'll get more people in at one time. And you'll always get more people with a launch than evergreen. I don't care what anyone tries to tell you. You will always get more people with a launch than evergreen. I am yet to find a person anywhere globally that makes more money from evergreen than if they were to launch. So, you know, make sure you have both in there, but make sure you put in the dates when you are going to push your evergreen products, especially if you have quite a few of them, make sure that they're there in the calendar so that it's not just going to come as a surprise, like, oh, I need to sell 20 of these as well. And I haven't done that because I'm launching something else. Try and space things out a bit. You don't really want to be doing more than one big launch a quarter because it will it will just get exhausting and that's not fun, is it? And we want to have a fun business. So try and like spread them out a bit. So you have some months where you are not doing any launching because A, you're going to be doing some delivery. To be fair, you're probably always going to be in delivery and launching at the same time. That's just how a business works. But the other thing is you're going to need time to do things like continue to grow audiences, um, to work on your business, to look at the marketing side of the business. So it's always good to have some spare space to do that as well. So once we've done that, I'd be sitting there with a client and be like, okay, have you worked out? The first thing we do is ideal client right at the beginning of the day, but most people that come to me already know their ideal client by this stage. So 
if you've worked out your ideal client, you know who you want to sell to, you know what you're going to sell, you know how many you're going to sell each time you're selling them. You now know when you're going to sell them as well. And you know how much money you're going to make from each thing. So then we get to the how of things. You know all of the what. So then we delve into the how. The how kind of consists of, first of all, looking at your messaging, looking at how you can plan out your social media and your email marketing, because that's where all the messaging comes from. And we need to make sure that when we're talking about our messaging, and this means primary messaging, which is what you do, it means secondary messaging, who you are. Now, it will come as no surprise to you that I believe that people don't buy from you because of your primary messaging. They buy from you because of your secondary messaging. They buy from you because of who you are. There are plenty of people that sell the same thing as you. The reason that they buy from you is because they resonate with the person you are. It's why I believe secondary messaging is so important. You'll see my secondary messaging is talking about integrity in the industry. It's talking about anti-bullying. It's talking about the fact that you can have illnesses like I do and still work and still be able to have amazing businesses. You just need to work in a different way. It's these kind of things that are your secondary messaging. So whatever you really believe in, whether it's the environment, whether it's something to do with education, politics, religion, there are no things that you can't talk about online these days. So whatever it is that you believe in, make sure that you are talking about those values because I really do believe that the CEOs that do really well live and die by their values. They talk about them all the time and they really don't care if people don't agree with them, <laughs> which is important because not everybody's going to agree with you when you start talking online about the things that matter to you. But remember that as a CEO, you normally would try to get to be a thought leader. You can't be a thought leader without any thoughts. And yet people are too scared to write their real thoughts on social media in case they get cancelled. This is my invitation to you to live life as if you're already cancelled, which is exactly how I live mine. <laughs> it's much more freeing, believe me. So, you know, once you know your messaging, you can start looking at things like content pillars and how you're going to batch content, all of that. Remembering that social media is just one part of being visible. You know, what you're trying to do with visibility, and if you've heard me talk on, on my multi-layered visibility strategy before, you'll know that visibility is all about choosing lots of different ways and concentrating on three every quarter to become visible. And the easiest way, obviously, is having a sales funnel and getting that out there in as many places as possible. Now, the visibility part, and I always say 80% of what you should be doing in business is getting people onto your email list. 80% should be that visibility. So it's where you're giving out your URL to get people onto your email list that is important. So deciding which social media platforms that you're going to be on, deciding whether you're going to do podcasts or, or pitch to be on people's podcasts, or maybe you're going to do PR, or maybe you're going to be a guest expert in some summits or whatever the things are, the PR kind of visibility things that you're going to do to make sure that there are new people coming on your list every day, you now strategize that, you plan that bit, because that's really the how, you know, the networking. And then really it comes down to everything that you decide you're going to do, you now need to break down into first months, then weeks, then days, so that you're not writing this strategy and then going, 
well, I've written it all down. <laughs> so it's done. Like the implementation of your strategy, of your marketing strategy is the most important bit. If you don't implement it, nothing will happen. Most people don't implement it because when they write everything down with their marketing strategy, it's massive, it's huge. It seems massively overwhelming, but it's not overwhelming if you just make it smaller and smaller and smaller, you know, so that each day you're doing something and then you can look back in three months and see how far you've come. And that's what's important. You're not going to do everything in one big go. It's about strategizing to know that you know exactly what you're doing in a year. The last part that we would do in a strategy day is we would look at the gaps in the marketing. So let's say that you have written down some things you want to sell and some ways that you want to sell them. And you realize that there are some gaps. You don't know how to, I don't know, let's say launch properly or you need someone to help with doing the social media. These are the gaps, like time as well as a gap. Normally it's either a resource gap, a knowledge gap, or a, a staff, a time gap. You need to be able to fill those gaps to make sure that you can implement everything that you've said in the year. This is the tricky bit, because sometimes it means spending before the money comes in. Because when you're filling gaps, it often means you need to hire somebody or you need to buy some knowledge, like buy a course or work with somebody. You need to work out that to put your time into something, you need to stop doing something else. And these are really hard decisions, but they're the things that are going to get you to, you know, if you can see the gaps and you can fill them, they're the things that are going to get you to the, to the result that you want with your strategy. And you know what that result is because you've written it down. Now, the very last thing I get people to do, because money can't be everything in business, it's really important. Revenue is really important. You know, we then go into profit and, and how much profit we want to make that year and that kind of thing. That's really important too. But actually, it's more than that. Your achievements aren't just about how much money you're bringing in. So the last thing I ask people to do is to write down something that would be an achievement for the next year, so I would like you to do this, write down in 2024 something that you could achieve that has nothing to do with money, that would make 2024 a success regardless. So for me, that was for 2023, having a Sunday Times bestseller. I really wanted that um, for 2023. And, you know, it didn't really make me very much money. It made me money because I got a an advance, um, and then I obviously got paid to write the book. But compared to a lot of the things I do, this is not a monetary gain, but it was something that I wanted to achieve. And so even if we hadn't made 4.2 million this year, I would still feel successful because I got my Sunday Times bestseller. So I want you to write that down so that you have something alongside the money. We want to go for the money. You want your business to be making a profit, but we also want to go for other achievements in life. So try and write that down too. If this is something that you want to do step by step properly with me, where we'll have 90 minutes where we're all working on this together and you can ask me questions as you go along for the bits you don't understand, then I'm going to be holding an interactive workshop just on getting your strategy, your marketing strategy sorted for 2024. Lots of people came to my house to do that this year. Um, and we also had a sales and strategy day in London, but I know lots of you couldn't make it. So I'm putting on this workshop. It's less than a hundred pounds. Um, so I'm not making it expensive. If you want to sign up, it's on the 16th of January. It's still open for signups right now. And you can go to 
thatstrategyco.com forward slash GSD hyphen sessions. And I'll put that link in the show notes as well. And hopefully you can join me there. Have an amazing year. Whatever you're deciding your goals this year, know that you can hit them. Know that I'll be here cheering you on every step of the way. And I'll see you next week for another episode of Making Money Online. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.